Amazing. So today on Becoming Cosmic to You podcast, we have an amazing guest called Jane. And Jane, over to you. Let us know what you do and uh, where you come from. Well, I originally come from England. I live in Australia now. I live in Queensland where it's 99% humidity. So I'm slowly melting into the floor. Um, but <laughs> I came over here as a um, EA executive assistant, a student doing a diploma of leadership and management. I'm now an animal intuitive. Um, I communicate with animals. I release their trapped emotions. Um, I talk to them. I talk to alive animals and dead animals or those that have passed over. And um, I am a Reiki healer. So I do all of those things, predominantly with animals, a little bit with humans, um, but mostly with animals. So animals have been my absolute passion for years and years and years. I worked in a shelter for quite some time. Um, and then one of my um, indigenous healers actually introduced me to another lady and said, you know, you should do this animal communication course. And I was like, really? What the hell is that? And I actually thought that I would understand the animal language, which obviously was totally not what it was about at all. It was energetically communicating with the animals, you know. Um, and I did it and she said, the biggest biggest roadblock you'll have is trusting yourself. So I came home and practiced and practiced um, with my cat. And then one day my cat spoke to me. I heard him as clear as day in the back of my head saying I know my place and it kind of went from there and now I'm just building up my my business um I'm becoming more and more out there a lot of people know my name now um you know and I'm just there to help the animals that's what you know and and I'm a changed person spiritually because uh, we were talking about this just before we came on of course that you know we've we've all been sort of um controlled into doing doing things and living life a certain way and and now on my spiritual journey I do things totally differently and live a very different life and a very happy life now so yeah that's what I do I love that I love that someone told you about trusting yourself because I think through this whole journey not just building your business trust is so important to everything mm. that we do right it's it's like what everything is built on it is and and also the other thing you know and as we were talking before about you know the way we were all sort of um brought up that you listen in your head you don't listen to your heart you don't listen to your gut and you know your gut is your first brain right so that's been the biggest thing for me is to sit back and go you know the instant I get that thought that's the one I go with. It's not, oh, well, maybe that's not right. Maybe this is right. Maybe we should go this way because, you know, and then my ego kicks in and, and tries to keep me safe. And, I, and I'm and i like, you know, no, because my, my gut says this. And, you know, I've probably been about three years down this road now for the spiritual um, transformational journey, I guess. And, you know, now, and there's still days where you think there's a red rig flag there I no I'm not going to go there I, I think this way but you go there anyway and then you realize you're wrong you know and that's the thing it's all about the trusting of yourself and believing your gut because actually who knows you better than you no one right so yeah. you know um but I think that's a hard you know this the healing journey that 
the um, trusting journey, it's hard. It's not unicorns and rainbows to begin with. You have to like, you know, you have to get into the groove if you like, you know, um, because you've been transitioned for so long to believe what's in your brain. Mm. Yeah. And also follow people of authority as well. We spoke about mm. this briefly before, yeah. you know, we're, we're programmed from a young age to listen to teachers, to listen mm -hmm. to the law, to listen mm -hmm. to have rules, mm -hmm. you know, and, and all mm. these things really stifle our ability to connect with ourselves, mm. trust ourselves and, and yeah. just experience, right? And I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to that fact that actually they've, they've got no fulfillment in what they're doing and they need to change it. Because it becomes, you know, you become a little bit like a robot, don't you? You know, and it's funny because, as I say, I'm going on this healing journey. And let's be honest, you know, these the healing journey never ends, does it? The triggers always happen and you have to recognize them and you journal them, you get them out your brain. And then, you know, and you carry on for a few weeks or months or whatever. And suddenly that triggers there again. And um, I've been doing a lot of that of, of late you know and um one of the things that came up very much for me was sitting in the classroom and being told I was stupid and you know um I didn't know and I'd never amount to much and to go and stand outside because I got the answer to a question wrong now you know that that has actually stayed with me my entire life until now I'm healing from that and that that changed me in the way I project myself in the way I thought about myself you know, um, in the and, and even with the animal intuitiveness, you know, oh, you can't do that. Oh. Look at you, little old fat Jane, you know, from school, couldn't ever amount to anything. You know, you don't know anything, you're stupid. And how many times in my brain that would not so much say, you know, you're stupid, but I would sit there and go, you can't do this. Because, like, you know, you're not going to amount to that. You can't do this. And, and that's been a massive fight for me um and and you know again this has come from a, a teacher you know and if you go back to the 1980s when I was at school the teachers um very different now they could talk to you exactly how they like they could smack you around the head if they wanted to you know they could be that rude um and it's damaging right it's it, it sends you onto a path that you don't really need to go down. But in going down that path, you learn to heal, of course. So, you know, there's two different ways of looking at it, but it's certainly um, it's certainly been damaging for me until, you know, until I've been able to deal with it in the last few years. Oh. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not a great one for authority, I have to say. Um, I do wonder why we have to listen to one person tell us what to do the whole world follows I'm like I don't understand this you know none of this makes sense to me um so in that awakening journey for me that was probably the biggest thing that I woke up to like you know why am I doing this they said it's about this this is not what it's about at all so you know um and then once you start that journey right you you end up going down a lot of different rabbit holes and suddenly the world becomes so clear mm. Yeah, and you said before about um, leading with your heart. I think that's such a beautiful point because mm. we always do that with our clients. You know, we we say, you know, we can we can channel some messages and we can give you the tools, but really, the only person that can ever guide you is you. Like you are your own expert, and I think 
people have a lot of doubt because they're always used to someone else leading them and telling them what to do mm. and, and they're not used to doing it on their own and and yet I see such a beautiful shift happening in humanity now where people are yeah. starting to like we said before like you know they're unfulfilled so they're starting to search for what next even some really successful wealthy people we've had on the podcast who who admitted like you know they bought these amazing cars and have got the most amazing house and life and all these things and then it just didn't mean anything to them anymore so they ended up selling everything you know and starting again and yeah yeah that's so awesome yeah, or people mm. with massive wealth who could buy, like, you know, a car on their lunch break and develop addictions because no one was there telling them to stop or, you know, that this wasn't going to be fulfilling with them. So we've had some really, really fascinating stories that we've been able to share to kind yeah. of give an all-rounded view on on what it feels like to be led by your own heart and to be fulfilled because... Mm that inner peace is literally everything right you can't you can't actually pay no that's absolutely true and the energies at the moment with all the planetary activity that's going on um the energies have been pretty heavy uh and you know trying to battle your way through them and and come out the other end and know that you've done that is is pretty you know pretty awesome like you know mama g is certainly purging at the moment there's lots of volcanoes and flooding and all of that sort of stuff but you know and then you wake up and you kind of see that what what's happened to the earth you see what's happened to the people and it's actually a beautiful thing don't you think to to actually watch someone waken up to to that journey and start looking at things so differently and understanding that there's more to life as you say than cars and money and you know go for a walk in nature, ground into the, into the grass, you know, um, like meditate, just be still, just breathe, sit and just look at the trees. I mean, I have always had a real thing about trees. I've always loved trees. I've always cuddled trees. People have thought I'm completely nuts, you know. Um, I remember when I lived in England and I used to work in, a, in an office um, opposite a park and there was this massive oak tree there and every single day I would look at this oak tree and it just makes me smile and I just be like oh this is just so amazing and when I came to Australia and I started running again I used to run past a grandpa tree and I used to call him grandpa and I would actually stop and put my hands on there and just breathe and breathe that breathe that beautiful oxygen in, breathe that beautiful air in you know that that, that comes from the trees and you know, how many people actually sit back and realise just how beautiful the world is and how beautiful nature is and what you can get from nature that, you know, truly can you get that from money and cars and, you know, we all have to have it to live, right? We ha- I, have to, I have to work to live um, and I do my animal intuitive stuff as well. But, you know, I find what I do with the animals so much more fulfilling. Yeah. Um, because you're helping humanity you're out there with these beautiful animals you're in nature you know so yeah that's that's the way my life has changed so I, I absolutely um I love to see people waking up on their spiritual journey I think mm-hmm. it's a beautiful beautiful thing yeah, yeah. I love trees as well like I am um, we're all tree huggers in my house so like <laughs> my kids 
they don't even need like any invitation and whenever they see a tree or you know sort of pretty flower they'll go and explore it they'll hug the tree they'll they'll climb the trees you know they just they love being around things like that and I just think you know that's kind of how we were brought up in the 80s so being outside Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. One of the good things of being brought up in the eighties is that we had no technical technology. <laughs> That's right. I remember well because I was actually brought up in the seventies. I was born in the late sixties, so um, my childhood was in the seventies. And I just I remember my mum just like kicking us out at seven o'clock in the morning, going, "Go out and play," and I don't want to see you until tea time, you know. Yeah. And you'd be out there, you know, rolling around in the mud, just playing, just being in nature, you know, and and those. Those sort of feelings very much, you forget about them as you grow up and you suddenly, you know, become so engrossed in this other life that I almost feel like I've regressed a little bit back into my childhood now where I like to just be out in that, you know, in the garden sometimes when it's raining, just amongst the plants and, you know, just doing my own thing. And and here in Australia, we can't have, the cats can't go outside, they're not allowed to roam. Um, they oh. have to be, yeah, because of the wildlife. So the, especially in Queensland, I think is worse than anywhere else. But so my cats have got like the Buckingham Palace of um, <laughs> cat enclosures out in my garden because I've got this massive garden. And um, yeah, they, they, you know, I'm, I'm incredible. This is why I've got to go to work because it cost me so much money to put this thing up for there. But I was out there at the weekend with them and, you know, they're running around in the grass and I'm playing with them. And it's just like, you know, what's better than that? right it's just amazing so you know whilst I do have to work to to obviously pay my bills and all the rest of it you know my my biggest journey will be the animal intuitive um, work so that I can do that and and help the animals help humanity um, help people wake up to that spiritual journey you know that that's kind of that's how I feel my mission is like it's kind of gone, you know, my soul journey has changed, you know, to what what I thought it was. Because years ago when I was younger, um, when I was about 13 or 14, I, I was fascinated by reincarnation. I absolutely knew that we'd all been here before. I just knew that. I don't know how I knew that. I just knew that. I was able to, um, you know, tell people when they were pregnant before they knew. I was. I would tell them what sort of baby they were having and all of this stuff, you know. And um, I just, I feel like that was stopped again by authority almost. You know, you can't think like that because it's not right and we know it's not right. And now I'm back on that sort of path and I can see that at 13 I did know what I was talking about. Mm, Yeah. So, you know, shutting a child down is not the greatest thing to do and, you know, just encouraging them on on that journey to you know, think outside the box. How awesome is that? Oh, yeah, totally. Like I was saying to you before, you know, I've been guiding mine since they were two years old. Ever since my um, my children were interested in, like, my stones, we teach people how to clear their energy using just stones off the ground. So mm-hmm. soon as they became interested in the stones and talking about dreams and fairies and entities and how to protect themselves we just do whatever we need to do right we talk about whatever we need to talk about emotions and it's challenging at times you know because I've had to I've had to really up my game 
and I've really mm. had to make sure that I can create a bigger container for them so they feel mm. safe and uh, because you know these beings that are coming through into this world are just like huge in their capacity you know what, yeah. they, what they've come to achieve and I imagine animals as well you know, mm-hmm. uh, have you like met any animal souls that have been human before or all the other way around no and it's really bizarre because the research that i've done and the animals that i've spoken to most of the time the animals are they stay as animals but they come back as different animals Mm. they don't tend to come back as humans and and you know the journey of an animal is to come and teach us they already know so they're here to teach us they teach us lessons however difficult they are you know when you lose an animal there is it's always divinely aligned and it's really hard to see how that could be um, immediately but eventually you do see that they're here and they've taught you lessons and you know you understand um, you you learn love I think from animals animals teach you love you know I mean I'm sure when you were a young child you probably had a dog or a cat or a rabbit or a guinea pig or something you know and you, you know, that's the first thing you love, right? You, you've got this pet, and you just love this pet. And, and you know, when I first started on this journey um, of animal intuitiveness, I, I was astounded to understand the job of an animal, you know, and and how they work and how their minds work. You know, I can have a chat with an animal, and it's hilarious. I spoke to a, um, a staffy a few weeks ago for one of my friends that I do Reiki with. And she's like, oh, can you check my girl out? She's got, you know, she's got this big bladder and, you know, she's got a few issues that she wanted me to look at. And I spoke to her and and she was just like, oh, and life is so wonderful. And I'm always so happy. (laughs) And I just want to jump around a lot. And, And I, and like my, sometimes when I connect with an animal, it can take a little while and, and they're a bit shy. They don't want to do it. Other times they come straight in. They're like, oh, hello, how are you? Who are you? And you're just like, oh, oh, hello. You know, and this girl, this this dog was just utterly hilarious. And she told me a story about how some people had come to her gate and they wanted her to go with them. And she was like, I was filled with terror. I didn't go. I was filled with terror. I didn't. And I was like, is this even true? Or are you just, are you threading me a yarn here? And I actually spoke to her owner. And I said, look, she's told me this story. And she goes, that is totally true. We Aww. caught on camera that somebody had tried to get into the into the house at some point and it filled her with terror and da, da 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 da. And she was just so bouncy and lovely and just life is just so wonderful. I just want to see everything. I want to do everything. And you know, when you speak to an animal like that, that personality is not just energetic. You know, the whole family can see her sort of happiness. Aww. You know. How wonderful is that? That that that's what the animals come in to teach you, right? But yeah, I don't. I've never. What I have done with some animals have shown me what they would look like as a human. <laughs> which is utterly bizarre. There was um a dog that I spoke to many 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 months ago, and he'd got quite a gruff voice. And I said to him, "Oh, you know, if you were a human, you'd be um like an old man." And suddenly in my head there was this old man sitting in an armchair with a flat cap on and a little moustache. 
And he reminded me of the man that does the Werther's original advert. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. But he'd got a little moustache and a flat cap. And he was, you know, and I was like, is that what you would look like as a human? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's just really, that's really wild, right? Because it just blew me away that they could show me that. And a little while later, a cat showed me the same thing, what she would look like as a human. And it was really, it's really quite interesting. And, and you know, listening to their different um, personalities and the way that they, the way that I can talk to them, sometimes I'll just get a word and I'll have to go and talk to them several times. And then I kind of have to put it all together and a little bit like Sudoku, really, you kind of have to work it all out yourself. And other times they'll just go rah 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 rah, you know. Um, so it's it's a really joyful job because you never know what you're going to get, and it's really good fun. Um, but you know, some of them have issues, right? Um, and that's the hardest thing is when they're really, really um, in a in a bad way. They've had trauma, and like us, um, we have trapped emotions, right? You know, I I had a hundred um, trapped emotions in my body, and I had them released. Um, and and you know something happens to you and you hold on to the anger or that grief or that feeling of loss or that feeling of panic or that feeling of terror and it stays in your body and the same thing happens to an animal so I go in and release those as well and and sometimes I've had just like instant changes in the animal and within 24 hours they've just completely changed and those those issues have gone I mean, other times it's taken a few weeks. Um, I've been working with a cat recently who pulls out her fur. So it's a little bit like human self-harming, right? Um, she gets her comfort by pulling out her fur. And we, we've, we've taken it back to where it started and why it started. And I released those emotions. And she was bald on one side of her coat on the 2nd of January. By the 29th of January, it all grown back. She stopped yeah. doing it. And I was just like, oh, my God, this just so amazing this is great and then a couple of weeks later her owner contacted me and she said well she's doing it she started again and we had to work out what the trigger was and I said to her it's like going to a counsellor or a physio or an osteopath you go and have your first consult and then you have to go back there's like different layers you know so I think the thing for me with the animals um being able to talk to them is one thing but being able to help them to be you know, to give them comfort is just just beyond measure. It's just wonderful. It's just so wonderful. And then one day I found that I could talk to animals that have passed as well. I, I actually brought one in to comfort a, a dog that I was working with. And I was like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, when, you, when you're going on this journey of learning all the time and suddenly something else happens and you're like, wow wow, how did I do that? That's really clever, you know? So I'm always in awe of myself. I mean, for me, and I know you'll understand this, I always say, you know, I'm kind of the bottom of the line here. I've got this amazing team above me. You know, I have my guides, I have my healing team, I have my animal spirits, all of the, all of that, all of them are up there. Um, and I'm at the end here just like delivering the message, if you like, really. So I'm incredibly humbled by that. I, I I don't think I'll ever I don't think I'll ever be not grateful for being given this gift, right? Because it's just amazing. And um and that's another thing I think you learn on this journey is just to be so thankful mm. for things that happen to you and understand that, you know, 
this I went through my dark night of the soul, which was the most painful thing ever, but actually it was also the most wonderful thing ever because you come through the other side and you're a different person and you see the gold. So I feel like that about the animals and about, you know, and even um, human spirits coming in and, you know, um, I had a cat come in on a show the other day um, and she came in so strongly because the, the owner's mum wanted to come in and talk to her. So, you know, all of those things, that's not something that, you know, happens while you're making your breakfast, is it? Do you know what I mean? Suddenly this happens, you're like, oh, my goodness, how the hell did that happen? You know, what's going on here? Bloody hell. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I often spend most of my day sort of going, yeah, what happened now? <laughs> you know, also in the same in the same vein, I'm just like, wow, this is incredible. This is awesome. I'm so incredibly lucky and, you know, just humbled by it, really. Mm. Yeah, I love that message of gratitude is so important. Because oh, so important. Yeah. It's this weird phenomenon I find. I don't know if you relate to this, Jane, but the more that you expand and the more that you connect and the more that you receive these gifts, you actually tend to attract a lot, lot more, but you need mm. it a lot, lot, lot less. Mm. Mm. Bizarre, like the more that you can surrender to not needing anything else, the more that you get more. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's, it's trusting, easy. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I'm still, I'm still on that journey, you know, of that, you know, right? Okay, I'm surrendering to this. I'm going to trust this is okay. And then, you know, something will happen, and for a, an hour or so, I will go back into that fear and that ego and then I'm like what are you doing get out of there you know because I actually surrender to this there's a reason for this there's a reason um that you're able to do you know that that you've got this yeah like last year I was um I came back from England in April and um my landlord rung and said yeah we're not renewing your lease because over here they've got um they've got no rent control so they can put the rent up to whatever and um, the landlord was like, yeah, we're, I'm going to renew. I'm not going to renew your lease. I'm going to um, upgrade the house. And I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, then. Um, but you can imagine, I was, I was actually paying like a reasonable rent and then they just went sky high. And I'm like, where am I going to go? I've got my three cats and all of this sort of thing, you know. So for about two hours, I went into the depths there and I was crying and oh victim mode oh woe is me why is this happening to me and then I went because I'm going to get something better mm. and I just, and I remember on the Sunday I'd been out on the Saturday with my friend and we'd looked at a couple of houses and I was just like oh my god this is so awful how am I going to do this is going to be you know and again went into this sort of depth of despair and then on the Sunday I was sitting out in my garden feet on the ground having my my hot lemon and I just, um, I just remember praying and saying, like, this is not for me. It's for my animals. Please just show me that I'll be okay. I know that I'll be okay, but show, can you just give me a sign? And I kid you not, Louis, within four seconds of me doing that, I got a text from a lady, two ladies that I used to train with in the gym um, who were pet sitters. Mm. So, you know, show me my cats are going to be okay. Texting me and saying, we're moving out of our house in August. Would you like to move into that? You know, um, like this is 
this is what we want. And and we worked it out and, and they were moving out in August, which is when my lease was up and literally just all fell into place. It was just like so divinely aligned that you're like, how did that happen? But it was within four seconds of me asking for that sign. Oh. And then and and just then that that was another notch to just trust, just surrender. It will be okay. And so every time I think of, you know, oh poor me, I'm now having to pay a bit more rent, or poor me, this is and I'm like, just remember, like, you're living in this beautiful house now, you know. Um, and look how things have turned out. You will never be at that point, you know. Um, you've just got to trust you to surrender. So I'm I'm so there with you on that. And I think it's just a lovely, lovely thing to be able to do. It gives you a lift in your life, doesn't it? Mm. And the other thing you mentioned is is taking action, you know, taking aligned action. You still mm. have to do something in this process. I think um I think there's a lot of literature and, and content and, and so-called gurus out there that kind of tell you just to um think happy thoughts or improve your frequency and it will just happen and sometimes things do just drop in miraculously but sometimes it takes you to move your feet first you know mm. like you were saying it's, it's like a game of chess you know you yeah. have to take a move and then the universe will match you and I think people often forget that they are creating with the universe they're not ex- Expecting the universe to yeah. do everything for them, and I think that shift is very slight but very, very powerful. Yeah, and I think you almost have to show the universe that you're worthy of it, right? Because you can sit there and go, right, okay, I want this big house, and did it, and I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then they put something in your in your space, and you're like, oh no, that's not good enough. Well, you don't really want it, then, do you? You know, it's 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 that thing of you know, you say you want something, right, we'll give you a test, see if you do want it. And then you kind of don't do that. And they're like, well, you didn't want it then, did you? You know, so it it's also working, I think, with the universe and trusting that what you do want, you know you want. And and being honest and being kind and being, you know, and, and spreading the love. I think, you know, that's a huge thing for me that I've learned. I don't know about you. Well, I, I think obviously you do do that because we've spoken about about that before. But you know, um, before I went, I sort of woke up to this spiritual journey. I was very aggressive, very angry. Um, I was very woe is me. Oh my goodness, what a dreadful life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And now I'm just I'm so grateful for everything, mm. but not in a not in a, oh, well, I'll just say I'm grateful way. Like, I truly am so grateful. You know, I journal every day and there's always some gratitude in it. I mean, I'll go to a traffic light and it turns green. I'll go, oh, thank you. You know, it's it's just being like trying to treat everyone with kindness, you know, paying it forward, that sort of thing. Like, you know, I remember years ago my headmistress saying, I think she wrote it in my autograph book, do unto others as you would be done by. Now, you know, that is a very old saying but even now it's just it's so true right you just treat everyone with kindness treat everyone with love um and put it out there that you're a good person and honestly I think when you live in that space in your heart of loving people of of loving life of of being grateful being kind then 
things will go your way. Mm. You just have to you just have to believe in it. I, mm. I think. I agree. I agree totally. And mm. I think that's what we're all created in the world is just this kind of like a uh, life that can be an effortless flow, right? Mm. It doesn't have to mm. be about going out and, and stepping into your masculine energy and, and hustling. It can just be just taking the next right step. That's why I always say to my clients, you know, tune in every day, ask what is your next right step and just take that one step every single day. Then mm-hmm. you will be consistent. You will bring in everything that you desire. But I think a lot of people um struggle with patience and wanting it like right away and right mm. now and, and really that's not how it works <laughs> you know and it's yeah you have to wait until it's um until it's there i remember um oh months and months and months and months like before they even talked to me about you know not renewing my lease i remember laying in my bedroom in australia in my old house and I'd got the fan on and it suddenly got cold and I was like, do you know what, What? how awesome would it be to remote control fan? You know, so I didn't have to get out of bed and turn it off and whatever. And then I moved into this house and still got remote control fans. Now, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just like a piddly little thing. But I said that all of the, all of that time. And I don't know anyone, none of my friends have got remote control fans like this. You know, and I'd said that like a year and a half ago or whatever. And then I move into this house that's got these remote control fans, and I'm like, wow, well, I asked for that like a year ago. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a silly little thing, but it's those little things that that are so precious when you actually realise that, hey, I did put it out there and I did ask for that and I've actually got it back and I've got, you know, um, the universe has delivered. And yeah. and it is about stepping into, I think, I suppose it's a bit of stepping into your power, stepping into your belief, stepping into the person that you know that you really are you know um, a good kind generous loving person empathetic like you know and then you just get it back Mm. and and you know I I feel like I've been given this gift this lifetime um, because that's my journey in loving the animals you know Mm. I'm all about the animals always Mm. yeah i love that yeah so um jay where can people find out more about what you do or, or stalk you in your energy if they want to find oh, yeah i love it i love being stalked um, <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm on facebook and i'm on instagram under pure soul chats and that's chats with a z so c-h-a-t-z so you can find me on there you can email me at purechats at gmail.com um, they're the easiest ways to get hold of me. There will be a website go up later in the year, but um, I'm still working on that. I only opened my business page on Facebook like the end of last year. So, you know, um, so that, yeah, that's how you can find me. And even if you just want to chat about your animal and, you know, see if I can help you, just give me a shout. Just send me a message and we can connect and, and have a chat. And if I can help your animal, then, um, yeah, please. Just let me know. I love that. What we'll do, Jane, is we'll make sure that all your links are in the bio. Um, Thank you. Podcast, so people can find right. it easily. And um, are there any other messages that you'd like to share with everyone before we stop recording? No, no, no. I think we've said everything. Just 
always be kind. I think that's, and always just love the world and the world will love you back. I, think. Mm, I love that. Thanks, Jay. Yeah. I'm going to stop recording now. So I'm going to thank our readers and our listeners and our watchers and um, we'll be back again soon and we'll have a little chat afterwards, Jane.